Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Every Friday, I bring a friend on the podcast to share her story with us of how God has worked in her life. And I have some amazing women sharing their stories with you coming up on the podcast next week and beyond. I have an amazing lineup of women for 2020 already. But today is the last Top 10 with Wren of 2019. I am so excited to bring you this because... I think it's going to be helpful to you. If you're like me, you want to be super intentional this December. This episode is to help you do those things. If you pick one thing off this list and do it this December, I think that is a huge win. So I'm just giving you a lot of choices to choose from that are helping me to be more intentional. And so I hope that they will help you. So this is 10 ways to have an intentional December on a budget. Let's do this. This is 10 ways to have an intentional December. When I was preparing this episode earlier, I thought about this mental picture that I had back when I was in the youth group, probably 16, 17 years old, and one of the youth ministers at our church had a big glass jar or vase, and what they were talking about was priorities, and they took a big bag of sand and poured the sand into the jar about halfway full, and then they said, these are the things that are going on in your life. This is school. This is football. This is soccer. This is video games. This is TV. All the things that are going on in your life. And so they had these big rocks. They would take one rock at a time and say, well, I think he would want you to be in his word. So let's re- let that represent God's word. And then they would take another rock and that rock would represent prayer and spending time with God in prayer. And then they would take another one. This would be service, serving others. And another one would be worship time, going to church and worshiping the Lord. And at the end of doing that, the rocks wouldn't fit in. And so it was a visual picture of how when you put things that you want in and not putting the most important things in first that it won't fit. It all won't fit. And so then they would dump out all of it and start over and say, okay, let's do it this way. Let's do it with the rocks first. And they would take each rock and say, okay, we're going to put this in. This is my relationship with the Lord. And this is my time in the scriptures every day. And then they would take the next rock and put it with which was prayer. And then they would take the next one, which is service. And then the next one, this is worshiping. And then they would take the sand and all the sand would be poured back in and it would all fit. The rocks being the most important things that God wants you to have in your life. And if you have those priorities, then everything in your life is going to fit because those things are the things that you put in first. And so as I was thinking about that mental picture, I thought, 
That is the most important way to have an intentional December is to make sure that our priorities are right and that the most important things are in our jar of life first, especially in December. And I do want to tell you that you may have to say no to a few things. When you have your priorities right, you cannot say yes to everything. So I did want to mention that, that that it's good stuff, great stuff even. You can't say yes to it all. Okay, so that was number 10. I wanted to start with that one, but I wanted to say a lot of these are super, super practical for you to use. So let's do number nine. So number nine is to bake gingerbread cookies and gift them to a neighbor or the mailman. Okay, I said the mailman because when we had our neighbors over a couple weeks ago, uh, some of them mentioned that our mailman might need some encouragement, that he kind of sometimes is a grumpy Gus. And I stored that back in my mind and thought, okay, that's who we're going to do this for. So it doesn't have to be your mailman or mail lady or a neighbor. So my number nine idea is for you to bake gingerbread cookies and to gift them to someone nearby. So we have picked our mailman to do that for. Uh, We want to spread some sunshine. We want to spread some joy and help to lighten his burden, hopefully. Okay, and why did I say bake gingerbread cookies? Well, there's a reason. Easton went over to my mom and dad's house last week before Thanksgiving, and she always makes gingerbread cookies with him. It is a tradition that they do every year. And she has an amazing recipe that she got from my grandmother and y'all these cookies were in she brought they brought them back to thanksgiving and the cookies were gone within two days he shared them but if you did not eat them right when he gave them to you on thanksgiving before the turkey was even eaten you weren't going to get it because guess what we put them back inside of the plate on the plate with the cellophane on top and let me just tell you they were gone two days later so if I think Jim might have gotten a foot of the gingerbread man, I don't I don't know. I had a few pieces, so it's all good. But I am giving you the secret recipe, y'all. This is my grandmother's gingerbread cookie recipe. I want to gift that recipe to you. So there is going to be a file in the show notes for you to download for free that gingerbread cookie recipe. I'm excited. I've never made it. The cookies were so delicious that I think that's going to be a priority for me this year. So that's number nine. Bake gingerbread cookies and gift them to the mailman. Okay, number eight. Number eight is to give some time to be a Salvation Army bell ringer. I have to tell you and be honest, I have been seeing, I think it was last week, I have been seeing and hearing about friends on Facebook and on social media um, showing what they purchased and going to take their shoebox and all the cool stuff. And I literally looked at that and there was so much guilt and shame that I heaped on myself because we didn't do it this year. And I usually try to make that a priority. But here's the thing. I hadn't gotten my mental glass vase out yet. I hadn't gotten that out and I hadn't said, Ren, what are going to be the priorities for December? Because December will make your priorities for you if you don't tell December what your priorities are. Ooh, that needs to, that we need, if I was on Twitter, I'd probably tweet that. I'm just preaching to myself right now. Like, thank you, Lord, for that, because that was for me. So I just remember seeing all that, and I heaped so much shame and guilt on myself for missing the deadline. It's in November, and I totally missed it. And 
So, I don't want to shame you into going to the Salvation Army bell ringing station and say, I want to sign up because that's what Ren at Friends of a Feather podcast said to do. Uh, all of these are just suggestions and ideas to give you ideas. My sweet friend Leslie, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, so I saw her and she said uh, that they were going to be able to be ringing the bell um, on Saturday. And she said, and I was like, oh man, that sounds so intentional. That sounds so good. Like, oh, I would love to do that. And I, and she was saying something about the, the Operation Shoebox and I was thinking, oh, I wish I could do something. I know it's too late for the shoebox, but I really wish I was there was something else I could do. And a little few minutes later, she said, Ren, we've got a basketball game, and we can't get to Hobby Lobby to ring the bell until later. Would you and Easton want to go do it in our place until we can get there? And I jumped at the chance because I thought, number one, this is something that we can do together. Number two, my son is going to love this, ringing the bell. Any, what what six-year-old boy is not going to want to ring the bell? It's all I got to say. And then number three, it's teaching him. It's teaching him that we're giving to others. We're giving of our time. You know, God calls us to give our money, but he also calls us to give our time. And so if we're always just giving money, it's not a bad thing. I think it's an important discipline that we show our children that we're giving of our time as well. And so we are going to be ringing the bell at Hobby Lobby on Saturday morning. And I'm so looking forward to it. And I'm so grateful to Leslie for offering that to us. It's going to be really being intentional about helping others this Christmas. So that is number eight. All right, number seven, make a salt dough nativity set with your kids. This is super on a budget because this is very much on a budget because all you need is the salt dough. This was my mom's idea to me because she did it with me when I was a kid and she still has all of those. I'm 40, so I probably made it when I was like 10. And so that was 30 years ago and she still kept them. And let me just tell you, y'all, if you look at these, I'm going to post a picture on social media about this, maybe on Instagram and Facebook after this episode airs, because bless my heart is all I got to say. Bless my sweet heart, because I tried. I definitely, you could have seen at age 10 that I did not have my creative bent was not going to be toward arch or pottery, <laughs> because just, it's, it's just a, it's, they're unique. Let's say that. That is a simple idea of how you can make the salt dough ahead of time and then have your child. And if they're younger, you can help, you know, with the shepherds and the sheep and Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus and the star and all those things. And then you bake them in the oven, I think. Obviously, I don't remember. Um, And then you get acrylic paints and then they can paint them the next day. So it's something fun that you can do with your kids. And then you can save it. And every year they can bring it out and remember. And I think this would be a really fun thing. You know what else I thought about? Of course, I think about all these ideas later in December. I don't think of these in November where I can prepare. Um, I thought it would be such a fun thing to do with your friends and their kids and have everybody come over to your house and say, we're going to make a salt dough nativity set together. And wouldn't that be fun? I just thought that would be great. I might have to try to carve out time. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a priority this month, but wouldn't that be fun to do a gathering that way? But if 
Even if you don't, I think this would be a great activity to do with your children to uh, show some intentionality in your December. Okay, that was number seven. So number six. Number six is to set attainable prayer goals. Y'all know how much I love my prayer journal. I've been talking about that for years now. But at the top of it, it says, what is your prayer goal this month? And the past few months, my prayer goal has been word before world. It is so easy, y'all, to wake up in the morning with your alarm on your phone going off, leaning over, picking up your phone and going, I need to check email real quick. I need to check Instagram. I need to check Facebook. I need to check the weather. I need to check my text messages. I need to check this. I need to, I need to, I need to. If it's not a priority at that moment, I say to say no to it. That's what I'm saying to myself. So my prayer priority is word before world. I will spend time in the word with the Lord before world. This might be before world, as in before your children get up, before your husband wakes up. This might be before you go to social media. This might be before you start your appointments for the day. It's putting God's word, a priority in your life before anything else. Number four. Number four is to write a letter to someone in your family. This might be an extended family member, or it might be someone that you live with. I think it's, for me, this month is going to be my husband, Jim. I have been thinking about writing a letter to him, thanking him for all he does for our family, for all that he sacrifices for our family, for what he does in his job for our family, for what he does uh, physically and for spiritually and for monetary-wise what he does for our family. And so that's going to be what I do. But I encourage you to write a letter to your spouse thanking them for loving you thanking them for being faithful to the marriage. And if you're not married, if you're a single woman, then write a letter thanking a friend, thanking someone that has made a difference in your life. You know, I posted something recently on Instagram about Mr. Rogers and how emotional I get every time I hear the You Are Special song. Uh, growing up, I remember listening to it, sitting in, on that plaid couch in the 80s, watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I remember that. And I remember the song he sang, You Are Special. Number five is to write a letter to your spouse, to write a letter to your family member, thanking them for the positive influence that they have been in your life. Okay, number four. This is something that we have done in years past, and I want to encourage you with it today. We display our Christmas cards on some twine that I got at the dollar store with some cute little Christmas trees on clothespins. And so I got a few more clothespins from Walmart or I think maybe the dollar store again. And we string up our cards every time we get them and we put them on the wall in our hallway as right after our little mudroom area. So we look at them, we get to look at them every single day. But I want to encourage you with something that you can do after the Christmas holidays. We take them down. Sometimes we put them back in the Christmas. I used to do that, put them back in the Christmas the Christmas bins, and then I would pull them out and look at them the following year. But what I want to encourage you with doing is use a hole punch, punch a hole in the corner of the cards, and put a silver ring through them, 
And when you're having dinner with your family, it's to reach out and grab one of those and look at those and pray for those one every night in January. I think that would be a really intentional way, not just in December, but also continuing through the first of the year. Okay, so this is number four or maybe three. I'm not sure. I lost, I lost, I lost track. I want you to think of someone right now who has lost a loved one in 2019. Okay, do you have them in your mind? What I want you to do is I want you to get a sympathy card from Trader Joe's, from Walmart, from Walgreens, from Kroger, from the Dollar Tree. They have two for one, by the way. And I want you to write something in that sympathy card and mail it to someone who has lost a loved one this year. I think that is an incredible way to be intentional and to show them that you remember. And this will encourage the person who has lost their loved one so very much. And so that is what I want to encourage you with today. Number two is give a monetary gift to a family who is in need. And I'm all for people that we don't know of giving to um, you know toy drives and things like that I am all for that I'm all for the operation shoebox I am all for giving to the Salvation Army I am all for that but what I'm going to encourage you with with this is to give a monetary gift to a family that you know that you know that you see at church that maybe you see at your child's school that you know they are going through something hard right now. I have to tell you, this is the coolest thing. We are walking through Ann Voskamp's The Greatest Gift devotional book for Advent. I'm reading it. I read it every year. It is life-changing in December for me. It is life-changing. And I'll put a link in my show notes for that book. And then also there is a beautiful gift book that we read um, with my son, our six-year-old. But I'll put a link in the show notes for those books. But in this devotional, we were reading uh, last night, we were reading the story about the flood. And at the end of it, there are some there are a suggestion of things to do. And it said, find a family that you can give to this Christmas. Somebody that's going through a flood in their life. What can you give to them? And the coolest thing was that Jim had come home from practice the night before, literally the night before, hours before, 24 hours before, and said, Ren, there's this family um, that I think we need to minister to this Christmas season. We need to give to them. And then I was able to tell Easton while we were doing the Jesse Tree ornament and devotional about Noah's Ark and the flood, I could tell him, hey, dad had this great idea the night before. God has put on his heart to give to this certain family. And so that's what we're going to do. Also, it does not have to be a huge amount of money. And so don't let the enemy tell you, oh, well, it has to be a huge amount. It's just the fact of doing it and giving to others and giving to somebody in need. I also thought of a fun thing is to go to a toy store and buy a gift for the kids in that family. And so as we are giving monetarily to them through a gift card or cash, that we can encourage our kids to um, go to a toy store and find a gift for the kids in that family of that same of their ages. 
And I even thought of a great idea. I love surprises. So I was thinking about having us wrap the gift and then going to their house and putting it on their front porch and ringing the doorbell and running away. I mean, I love that. Okay, so the last way to have an intentional December is to take the pressure off of yourself. You're going to have to let go of a few things. I'm just going to tell you (laughs) straight up. You're going to have to let go of that Advent devotional that you want to get through the whole thing and your toddler is standing on their head. It's just, it's, you're going to have to let go of a few things. And you're also going to have to take the pressure off in regards to yourself, of your expectations, of things that you think that are going to go well. And so my last thing is to encourage you to ask God how you can be intentional. Ask him what he wants you to do with your December. Give it to him and See how you can get out and love on others and love your family and love those around you and the mailman and friends and family and friends at church and friends that you see and the grocery store checker or the person that you're going to buy your Christmas tree from at the at the lot. Ask God how you can stretch out his love to them And you know, in the Bible, it says that we will be known that we are his disciples by our love. It's totally a paraphrase, by the way. This December, let's be intentional and let's love on others and that people will know that we are Jesus's followers because of our love. I hope this was helpful to you. I would love for you to share this on social media so others can be encouraged by this. To take the pressure off, y'all. Take the pressure off of yourself, of your family, of what you think you should do this Christmas, but to love on others. And in doing that, you will show others God's love. As always, I would love to connect with you on Instagram or on Facebook at Friends of a Feather Podcast. If you found this episode helpful to you, I would love for you to share it with a friend. Go ahead and screenshot it and share it to your Insta stories and tag me or send it to a friend through text or email. I can't wait to introduce you to my new guests coming up. So stay tuned to the podcast and I will see you next time. And remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye friends.